If you would like to continue your journey in personal upgrade, join the mailing list. Probably the best way to get there is to go on the personal upgrade website on Podbean and click on the free stuff and bonus tab. Enter your email and expect more great content, a special offer when the book is released, and absolutely no spam or third-party handouts of the address. Now back to the show. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock, the second most highly paid actor of 2018. We all know him, the guy with the big muscles, the guy with the charisma. He's in all the great movies, and so many guys see him as a role model. And that's why I've chosen him to be an example of beliefs in today's episode. When we look at The Rock, we can work backwards and see how he got to where he is today, simply by looking at his beliefs. And in order to examine his beliefs, we have to look at beliefs in general. So let's begin. Did you know that there are big events in the past, which we call sentinel events, that imprint? And these have massive effects for us. And it was no different for The Rock. When he was 14 years old, he reports that he was evicted And when he was kicked out, he remembers that his mum was there crying and he felt absolutely helpless, that there was nothing he could do. And there was one statement that stuck with him, and that was this. He said that this can never happen again. Moving from this, another way we develop beliefs is role models. And as he grew up, The Rock had many role models that he idolized and these guys all seem to build up their bodies and become someone the likes of Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger following this he thought that that could be him that that was a possibility and so that led to him working out and later in retrospect he actually claims that this was a defining moment the environment is a huge factor for all of us as we make our beliefs And for The Rock, his environment was really interesting. Apart from the hardships he went through, his father and maternal grandmother were both wrestlers. And then he went on to become a wrestler himself. Hmm. There are so many other factors, culture, peers, media, and so many others. And all of these lead us to our current beliefs that we have the beliefs about ourselves and our abilities, and so much more. But I want to ask you one magic question. The question is this. What did you used to believe to be true but don't now? That is, what did you used to believe to be true but don't now? Think about it for a moment. What was it? Maybe that riding a bike is hard or that you have an inability to play a musical instrument or that you're a beginner at a hobby or sport. Fast forward to now. If you can ride a bike, play an instrument, or if you've you've got some degree of proficiency in a hobby or sport, then you can scratch that off. You no longer have those thoughts. Now think about it. Why don't you have the thoughts? Now the obvious answer is, of course, experience. We have experience. Object of reality comes and hits us, and bang, that is a massive part of what forms our reality and our beliefs. But think about this. Our beliefs are all created in the mind. So it was the mind 
that actually changed the belief. The object of experience was simply the starting point for creating that belief. So this leads us to some interesting territory. Because we all know people that are deluded and they believe things that aren't real, like they're absolutely amazing or they're God's gift to women or whatever they think they are but clearly are not. The fact is that facts are facts and we can't deny them. And there are some things that are completely objective and true. So if you think that you're a black belt in karate and the world's greatest street fighter, good luck if you need those skills. You better have it. And if you don't, then you're going to be in trouble. But there are some things like emotions that are completely subjective. And that is where the belief change from NLP really comes into its own. So let's look at the technique and what it's about. As I said before about the magic question, thinking about what you used to think was true and is not now, let's look at something else. What are you sure about that hasn't happened yet? I think one of the most famous things that people go towards is that, well, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. And we know that objectively because of our reference experiences, but how did it happen in our minds? Think about it. What was the actual process? If you think to your mind right now and say, why is the sun going to come up tomorrow? Maybe you can remember countless other sunrises. You can imagine what it felt like. You have to look at what it looks like with your eyes, what the sounds are around you and what it feels like. If I think back to all the sunrises I've seen and just knowing that it's going to happen tomorrow, I have this picture in my mind's eye of looking outside the window and seeing the sunrise. I have the sound of the kettle in the background that's brewing a coffee. And then I've got the feeling inside myself like it's a fresh day and I'm hopefully rested from a sleep. And I can feel all of that. And it's a very much objective sensation that I can feel. Now, think about something that you're unsure of. So perhaps public speaking. Most people find that to be a bit of a challenge. Now, imagine an episode where you have or where you're going to public speak. Now, think about how that makes you feel. Of course, if you're confident with this, choose another topic. But if, if you're not confident, look at it. How does it look? How do you look? What do you look like? What does it sound like? Do you sound really confident? Uh, and what do you feel like? What's, what's that whole picture look like? For me, I suppose if I was to find something that terrified me, it feels like it's further in the pit of my stomach. I can see myself in an unresourceful state and I can hear negative feedback around me. Now, the next step, we have to state break, which means to change our focus. So think about something. What's six times seven? 42. Good. Now, imagine that you have the feeling of public speaking and rise it up to be in the same place as that certainty as the sun rising. So you're thinking about public speaking. You're not associated with the emotions. Now suddenly the thought of looking outside, in my case, of course, of seeing the sunrise is now up where I see myself on the podium. And suddenly it feels slightly different. 
instead of hearing negative feedback, I can hear the kettle going. I know this sounds weird, but stick with me. And then the feeling inside, I can feel a great presence of freshness and renewal as I stand there. And then opening up your eyes, you can say to yourself, well, how does it feel? Now, for most people, if you put 100% into this, you do notice some changes, but I won't lie. This is not the golden elixir that changes everything and suddenly you're the Toastmaster. You have to try this and use it immediately for a situation. And then once you've done that, you get some objective feedback. It goes in your unconscious mind. Your unconscious mind says, okay, we have an objective reference state, therefore it's part of our belief. And you start to build on longer term beliefs. But these little belief changes can make all the difference and are super powerful for short-term change. I would just like to leave a final word of thanks to all the NLP teachers out there because the NLP techniques that we talk about, obviously I did not create. So it's been many minds that have been put together that have created and refined the process. And I hope in some ways I am refining it through giving my version of how it works. If you want to use belief changes in your life, simply follow the steps that I mentioned before. In summary, step one, find the belief of something positive. Step two, find the belief of something negative which you want to change. Step three, get that symptoms, get the feeling, get everything and transfer it over to the other. But most importantly, always remember a state break. Make sure that you do something between the negative feeling and transferring it to a positive feeling. Otherwise, the negative feeling might be stronger than the positive. And then you will see changes. Looking at role models like The Rock gives us a reference point into what is possible. And in this episode, we have examined this process briefly. The purpose of examining these individuals is to inspire us to achieve more, yet we should always remember the simple things in life, things like joy and happiness. This week, we bring on Mike from Make Time Online to discuss his take on happiness and positivity. Looking at role models like The Rock gives us a reference point into what is possible. And in this episode, we have examined this process briefly. The purpose of examining these individuals is to inspire us to achieve more, yet we should always remember the simple things in life, things like joy and happiness. This week, we bring on Mike from Make Time Online to discuss his take on happiness and positivity. Now, I don't claim to be a psychologist or anything like that, but I have read some books around uh, the benefits of happiness and success. For example, the, the happiness advantage and if you're so smart, why aren't you happy? Um, but some of, the, some of the studies within those books are incredible and it just, it just proves that when you are in a positive frame of mind, the, the work and output that you put into things is actually so much more beneficial. So 
here are seven tips that I personally use to find just to create more happiness and a positive frame of mind in my own daily life. Uh, one is find something to look forward to. Um, and that could just be, it doesn't have to be a big holiday or a big trip, which is what a lot of people instantly think of. It could just be seeing some friends at the weekend or maybe having a date night or something, just something small. It doesn't have to be super expensive or super extravagant. Having things to look forward to help you to feel positive and happy in daily life. Number two is meditate. And if you have never tried meditating before, you probably are thinking, no. And to be honest, even before I'd really tried, I'd sort of half tried a few years ago, but not really done it properly. Once you actually just use an app, Headspace or Calm, they're both brilliant apps. Uh, It's just an easy way to understand what you should actually be thinking about because if you just try and do it yourself if you're like me anyway you will think it's weird and it will feel weird and just going through guided meditation through one of those apps really helps but meditation is a proven way to improve your calmness and happiness and positive mindset in daily life it doesn't have to be long either by the way a couple of minutes a day perfect number three conscious acts of kindness this is my personal favorite you can do random acts of kindness but if you're not aware that you're doing them it doesn't have the same effect so it it almost sounds silly but go out of your way to do something nice for someone else and again it doesn't have to be involving money or massive gifts it could just be you see someone struggling with something in your tower block or wherever you live on your street and you just go out of your way to go and help them take it to where they want them to want it to go something heavy that they're struggling with some shopping whatever it is there's simple ways and once you once your brain starts seeing it you actually find opportunities all the time my favorite one if you're really struggling for ideas Go to a next time you're in a coffee shop or something like that. Leave the person an extra ten dollars, ten pounds, whatever it is, whatever currency you're using. Leave them enough money for the next person, but next person but one to buy a free whatever, whatever they want with the money. If they don't use all the money, ask the person to give them the change as well. So, but always do the next but one because otherwise the person behind you will hear you. If you do the next but one, they will have no idea and it's hilarious watching. Anyway, it's a great one. Number four, positive surroundings. Um, you may have colleagues or something at work who have pictures of their family or dogs or cats or whatever it is. And it might you might be like, oh, you know, that's a bit annoying. But actually, it's, again, proven scientifically if you are surround yourself by things that you like and things that you that make you feel good it's it's just an easy way to get an instant hit of positivity so it could be pictures on your screensaver or something like that number 5 exercise again it goes without saying exercise is amazing but the big thing is that i have found and again it's kind of proven as well but it's, I've 
kind of done a whole 360 on this. It doesn't have to be super intense, super hard, super strenuous. In fact, it's, it's probably better that it's not if you don't like doing it. So if you don't like doing exercise, just find ways that you can incorporate it into your life that you do enjoy. So it might just be going for a walk with a friend or a loved one or something like that. And if you can do something, just a brisk walk, 10, 15 minutes a day, that has a much better impact on me anyway. Six, spend money, but not on stuff. Spend it on experiences. Again, it is proven that by spending money on experience, it is much better, put to much better use. In fact, the best way to spend your money is on other people. People actually get a bigger boost if you spend money on other people. So again, that whole $20, $10 in a coffee shop, great example. Seven, use a signature strength. And now this sounds a bit weird. Find things that you're really good at doing and do them. So if you're good at playing the guitar, do play the guitar. If you're good at sport, find ways to play that sport. That will give you this confidence and hits of positivity throughout the day. I hope you found that helpful. Uh, like I say, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but I do have a personal finance website called Make Time Online, and it will show you all different ways that you can make money, retire early to make more time. And uh, I'm Mike for Make Time Online. If you have any questions or anything you want to message me, please do message me anything. I respond to all emails at mike at maketimeonline.com. Cheers, guys. Take care. Oh, and one more thing. If you did enjoy that, please do check out my podcast, Make Time Online. And again, it's all about different ways. I have some interviews with people that are living life on their own terms, um, creating their own lifestyle, their own passion, hobby. Uh, and it also just has some generic sort of making money tips, investing tips, uh, ways just to help you save more time as well in your life, which for me, is the most important thing. You can always get more money, you can never get more time. Take care. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com. If you liked the podcast so far, you will love Michael Pulser's new book coming out soon, Alpha Dude Personal Upgrade. In this text, we look deeper at the Alpha Dude system with many not-seen-before tools and techniques which will upgrade you so you can fulfill your potential. Stay tuned for details.
hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpolser at gmail.com.